Thank you. Oh, bless God. Hallelujah. As I look around, I've seen all from the very beginning, actually, I saw several of my friends around the country preaching uh, a Thanksgiving message. I listened to Dr. Uh, uh, John Jenkins, who's one of my favorite preachers, Baptist guy, but he's a spirit-filled Baptist guy. And if you're spirit-filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues, communicating in, with God in a language that your own mind can't understand and the devil can't stop, you and me, we can walk together. And uh, John Jenkins is that guy out in uh, Glen Arden. And so uh, last week he, uh, for Thanksgiving, he spoke on uh, where, where are the nine. He's talking about the guys that got healed and only one came back and the kind of heart that we should have for Thanksgiving. And I have grown up hearing those messages every year. Didn't, I was blessed by the message. Hearing Thanksgiving messages on Thanksgiving, then Christmas messages on the, 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 the period of celebration in December. But somehow this year God has been pressing on me to get us ready. Ready. The gifts and the celebration and all of this stuff that the world is practicing is going to, to come. And on December 31st, for most folks in America, in the world, it's going to be done and over with. And they, they literally forget about Jesus after then. And that behavior seems to have been seeping into the church, that we have a press, we have a, an, an energy, we have an excitement and a passion to celebrate Thanksgiving. We will stay up all night cooking and preparing turkey and dressing and, and, and I mean just the whole works so that we could all eat lunch together on Thanksgiving Day at 12 or 1 o'clock and then uh, we can sleep all afternoon trying to digest the turkey and then we go into Christmas and we were where we go right into Black Friday and everyone is trying to buy the gifts and pull out a credit card that, that is almost maxed, but they don't care. And it just, it just goes on and on and on. And in the midst of that, God has given me a check. The first check was last week, all week last week. God spoke to me last Sunday about being an undisputed champion. If you've not listened to that message, you need to go back and recap from last week's message. I invite everyone looking, watching with us, both on the direct feed and those that are on watch parties. We've got dozens of watch parties going on all over the country and even outside. Uh, that you look back at my undisputed message. And that message was just about the fact that God has made the decision about us that quite often we are still trying to make. That while we are still going through our stuff and dealing with our mess and, and, not, and not really doing well in winning the day-to-day -day battle, that God has already decided you're an undisputed champion. That the stuff that you're dealing with is nothing to him because he's looking at your heart. 
and he sees a heart that, that, is, that is locked in on him. And, and once he sees that, he, he, he's not worried about your commitment. He's not worried about, about how, how you're gonna, gonna make it. He knows that whatever's happening, whether you slip, you fall, you, you mess up, you say something you shouldn't, that you're always gonna come back to the place of repentance and he's always going to liberate you and continue the relationship. And so for that reason, he is able to confidently call you an undisputed champion. You're not just a victor in several areas of your life, but you are a champion. You own all the belts because he own all, owns all the belts and he's given you the authority to say you own the belt because he owns the belt. It's just unbelievable that God would do that for us. Uh, but but he's, we dealt with that on, on, on our power up and God has pushed me into, I woke up, uh, on Monday or Tuesday, and if anyone saw the feed, I got to the office, spent some time there, and God said, stop, stop. I want you to make a prophetic proclamation to my people, and it's not one for everyone. It's not one for everybody. And the pro prophetic proclamation was that in 2022, and I've got several people that are visiting today, I welcome you, one of my longtime sisters, uh, who's a Johnson, oh man, goes all the way back 20-something years ago when her father, Steve Johnson, was alive, and we ran in ministry under my dad, Bishop Ross, together, and I miss Steve, but it is so, so, so much of a blessing to see you as a daughter, even without dad being here anymore holding on to the mantle of fate. I commend you, honey. I commend you. And I tell you, you are close to our heart. I bless you. And the baby's coming up that you have with you. Every other visitor, I uh, think I greeted the young lady that uh, came in early this morning. There you are. Bless you, honey. Uh, just good to see you. And all of you new folks online, we're welcoming you. This is the message for you. I was waffling between what God wanted me to talk about today, and I was shying away from what I'm going to tell you uh, because I'd already given, sent out a feed uh, about it uh, early in the week. And when you came into the building and shook my hand and we said, greetings, Taz said, this is my friend, I invited her. Holy Spirit said, that's the message right there. I said, oh, okay. So thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory be to God. So, <clears throat> let me see if I can recap really quickly for those who did not see that. Uh, in, Genesis, uh, in 1 Samuel, chapter 29, I want you to go there. Well, as a matter of fact, let's do the, the normal thing. I hate just doing what everyone expects, but I'm going to do it this Sunday. Uh, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 26. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 26. Now David came back to Ziglag. He sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah 
to his friends. Spoil means stuff he got back, took away, away from the enemy, repossessed it, got more than he lost. That's that spoil. Saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. To those who were in Bethel, those who were in Ramoth of the south, those who were in Jatri, those who were Aroer, those who were in Sifmoth, those who were in Estimoat, some great words, those who were in uh, Raquel, those who were in the cities of Jeremelite, those who were in the cities of Kenites, of the Kenites, those who were in Hermah, those who were in uh, Karahan, or Karasan, those who were in Achat, those who were in Hebron, he, yep, and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. All of those places. He went back and blessed with the spoil that he got. I want you to keep that, this whole text in one side of your mind as we go back and recap because this is the end of the story. God spoke to me as he told me to leave the office and get on the feed that for several people in this congregation, folks that are not in this congregation, they're listening to me on the web, some of you that God has sent for today you're looking at me for the first time today. This is the reason you are looking at watching the feed today. You are here in service today. It's to receive this prophetic proclamation. And here's what God said to me. In 2022, there are a group of people who I am opening the doors of release and recovery to. That 2022 is going to be the year of release and recovery for you. And so God said, I said, well, how, how, do, I, how do I get the, the, those that this is for to know this is for them? And he said, they're going to have three questions that have been already on their minds, in their hearts, on their spirits. These will be the confirming questions that they have been dealing with that causes them to know this prophetic proclamation is for them. That 2022 is for you a year of release and recovery. Here are the questions. Why, why me? You've been asking. First question. Ooh, I said that. Ah. Something like electricity, I felt that. Okay, Lord, okay, okay. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. The first question has been, why me? The second, 
<clears throat> and I want to get it specifically because I write everything down that God tells me. I realize that uh, if I don't write and I ad lib, that I'm not saying what the Holy Spirit gave me directly, so somebody may miss it. Why me is the first question. The second question, how long? These are questions that you've had. In 2021, these questions have been on you like white on rice. As you have been going through life and dealing with the things, whew, okay, Holy Spirit. These questions have come up over and over again. Why me? How long? And number three, where does this fit in your purpose for me? Why me? How long? And for heaven's sake, Jesus, tell me, please, where does this fit into your purpose for me? This prophetic proclamation that the year 2022 is a year of release and recovery for you comes out of those three questions that have been gnawing at you all year. Let's go back to the story. In 1 Samuel 29, we pick up with David being connected to the king of the Philistines, Achish. Remember that the Philistines in Bible days were enemies of God. But when Saul began to pursue David to kill him, after God had taken his glory from Saul because of disobedience, God said, I'm arresting this kingdom from you. You will not no longer be king. But it took several years for what God said would happen to happen. And during that time, he became more and more hateful of David. The one who inevitably he suspected would be the one that God chooses but knew for sure when they were coming back from a battle and winning a war and when he entered the city people were chanting that Saul has killed his thousands but then when David entered as one of, of Saul's generals at the time one of, not even the general actually sorry just one of the, the people God used to take Goliath down. Little guy, no significance until God pushes him to the forefront. Takes on Goliath when all the other soldiers were running away. And when they're coming back from that war, the people were chanting, Saul has killed his thousands but David his 10,000. Now, if you didn't know God's hand was on David before then, you knew then. And Saul heard that, and instead of becoming more repentant and understanding that God had arrested the kingdom in the spirit from him, and he needed to repent, 
he pressed in with more anger and more hatred. And that began to come out on David, pursuing him to kill him. And David ran away. 600 men came to him from everywhere. And they became the mighty men of valor. And they hung out with him. And eventually, God connects him. This is all in chapter 29. To Achish, king of the Philistines. And caused him to have favor with someone who should be his enemy. Somebody needs to take note of that. Because the beginnings of the breakout for you, the beginnings of the release and the recovery will start with favor. Will start with unexpected favor. Will jump off with stuff happening that you cannot explain. All you know is God came through. That's all you're going to be able to say. God, God came through. Yeah, I ain't got to tell anybody, but God, God, God came through. That's all I got to say. God came through. God gives him favor with the king of the Philistines so that, I want you to get this. You don't quite get this unless you understand that the reason they were calling David the, the guy who is going to kill 10,000 or be victor over 10,000 instead of Saul. If we can switch the mic and just go to a, a, a regular mic, uh, guys. Uh, the reason for that, I think the batteries are going dead. So, uh, Josh, would you get one of the other mics for me? Uh, the reason that is significant, thank you, It's because nothing is going to stop this word, I'm telling you. Whew. I'm slowing it down because you got to get this. You've got to get it. You got your notepad. You need to write it down because we're going we're to stress it. We're going to stress it. While everyone else is, is celebrating Advent and gifts, you're going to be celebrating what's coming. When everybody else is celebrating what's physical, you're going to be celebrating what's supernatural. <laughs> when everyone else is celebrating what they got, you're going to be celebrating what you've been assigned. And so he goes into this situation where at one point God uses him to bring victory to Israel by killing the head honcho, the baddest man in the Philistine army and causing the Philistines to run. I know this is for somebody. I know it. We don't have this stuff happening. We never have this stuff happening. I know this is for some. Hey! Woo! Go ahead, devil. 
The more you mess with me, the more excited I'm getting. Hallelujah. You go ahead. Show your hand. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead and mess with me. Every time you mess with me, it's just proof you're showing your hand. <laughs> Go ahead and show your hand. I know you got a king, queen, jack in your hand, devil, but you ain't got an ace. <laughs> show your hand. Show your hand. I wasn't, wasn't saved all my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yep, you may have a king, queen, jack in your hand, but I got ace. Straight ace. Show your hand, devil. Okay. On one hand, he is the champion of the Israelites to take down the Philistine army through Goliath. And the next moment, while, because God has his hand on him, and because God has decided that favor doesn't have to be fear. While he is on the run, under attack by Saul, God uses the Philistines. They should be hating on him. They should be trying to kill the fella. But the hand of God was on him. I'm asking you to declare right now. You're an undisputed champion. Go ahead and declare. The hand of God is upon me. The hand of God is upon me. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how many mess ups, how many misunderstandings, how many what, 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 what. The hand of God is upon me. 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 You can say like, like, like Paul said in Galatians 2. I am crucified with Christ. But never let, hold a sec. It's not me. It's Christ that's living in me. And the life I'm living now. I live by the, the power of God in me. Who loved me. Give himself for me. So the king says come on over. And while Saul is pursuing him out of Jerusalem and Judea, he finds refuge with the Philistine king, and that king assigns him and his men a little town called Ziglag. So you could come and hang out right here. So he moves there as a way to be protected from Saul's pursuit. And he's got his wife, his family, his sons, his daughters. Everybody's in Ziglag with him. And he would go out with the Philistines on raiding parties. As a matter of fact, towards the end of 29, chapter 29, into, 20, into uh, chapter 30, the king now has a war looming against Israel again. And King Achis says, we're going towards to fight against Saul. You could come with us, David. You and all your men. You have proven that you're not here to undermine us. You have proven that you're not going to hurt us. You could come. But when he takes that information to his generals, his generals said, no, 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 no. You might be king, but we ain't going to war with that guy. It could be that this is a trap 
that he wants us to, to take. He wants to go with us to fight against Saul and make it look like they're still on bad terms. And when the war starts, he's going to turn on us and take sides with Saul against us and we'll all be dead. We don't want him with us. And so the king, very disheartened, says, okay, I want you to come, David, because I know your heart. But my generals refuse to fight if you're with us. So what I want you to do is go back to Ziglag, where you were from, where you've been assigned, where you've been protected. You and all of your men go on back there. You've got to understand us. I've got to give you the background, the context so that you understand what God is trying to do in your life in 2022. This is not a holler screaming message. This is a facts and figures message. How many of you are looking for facts and figures in 2022? Woo! Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There's a time for shouting and being happy. But when my foot hits the ground, I need facts and figures. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I need a road map. I need to know how I'm coming out, why I'm coming out, when I'm I need to know the details, Lord. And quite often, God doesn't give you details. But it just so happened that he's made a decision about those who this prophetic proclamation is for. I'm giving you details. 2022 is the year of release and recovery. David leaves disheartened the battle site and takes all of his men back to Ziklag. And when he approaches the city, he sees fire and smoke. When he gets there, the whole city of Ziklag is burnt down. His wives, his sons, his daughters, and all of the people, the relatives, the sons and daughters of his men are all gone. They can't find them, so they weren't burned up. They're gone. It just so happened that a marauding tribe called the, the Amalekites, who lived like desert people moving from place to place, had raided Ziglag while they were out there going to defend Achish and the Philistines against Saul, had come in and raided Ziglag, took all their stuff, and burned it down. And they come back and they are disheartened, they are brokenhearted, they cried, they said, the Bible said they cried until they couldn't cry no more. They're crying until they can't cry no more. I gotta hurry. My goodness, my goodness. Time, time. They cry until they can't cry no more. And God, then they get angry. First they get angry with the, the Amalekites that stole their, their, their families. And then they get angry with David because he was their leader and he took them away from their families. And you know, you become, you, 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 your mind stops working right when extreme pressure is applied if God isn't with you. And apparently his men weren't in the same place as he was with God. Because when pressure, real pressure came down, instead of, of looking at the real enemy, David became the enemy. And they wanted to kill him, his own men. And David does something 
that I believe will be the trademark for your release and your recovery in 2022. He went before God immediately. He went before God. And he put on the ephod. Something that represents the high priesthood. Something that represented authority. Something that represented God's mandate on your life. I'm not going to go into all the other symbols of the ephod. But it was part of the, the priestly, the high priestly regalia that needed to be put on before you presented yourself as a high priest before God. As a matter of fact, God told them specifically how to knit and make and how much gold and what colors of purple and white to be put on this ephod, this thing that was worn over them in front. Telling them where to put hooks on the shoulder so that the, 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 the coat can be hooked. It was just unbelievable the detail that God went into. David goes into prayer and he goes before God in humility. He puts on the ephod of a priest. Lord, I'm coming to you not as, not as the potential king, not as a, a victim, not as anything, but as someone who is ready to hear from you. And he tells God what's going on. He said, I don't know what to do. Feels like I'm going to be killed. You got to come in. Listen to me. Those who this prophetic proclamation is for, here's another marker. You have had victories in your life in 2021. You have had success happen in your life in 2021. And in the last two quarters of this year, you've suddenly realized that even in the midst of blessing and favor, you've been taking losses on your backside. Is there anybody that you suddenly realize that as much as God has favored you, something has been kicking you, stealing from you, and you didn't realize it until recently. And it's hit you like a ton of bricks. You've come back to your zigzag, and your stuff is gone. You've come back to your zigzag, and your family tore up. You've committed yourself to God, and got serious with your faith, and your relationship is still messing up. The kids are still going crazy. Your family is still... Looks like they're moving further and further away from God. You come back home, and in the midst of all that God is doing in your life personally, outside of your life, around your life, it looks like you've been kicked to the curb. This message is for you. Hallelujah. David comes home and he sees that. And he makes another decision. 
and I'm asking you, I'm begging you to make the same decision. Get yourself right with your ephod. The ephod today is that place of worship and consecration or put consecration first. Consecration and worship. Consecration and worship. Get your ephod on. Get your ephod on. Get your ephod on. Get your ephod on. It was physical. It was cloth. It was made with specifics on it in David's time. But today, your ephod is what? What did I say it was? Consecration and worship. Consecration and worship. The adversary wants you to put your ephod down. He wants you to take your ephod down. He wants you to flesh out. He wants you to, he wants you to get it like they used to do in the old days. He wants you to get the Vaseline out and, and take the nails off and put your wig off. And let, okay, you want to fight like this? You want to get nasty? We're going to get nasty. Come on, let's get nasty. Mm -mm. Don't let him sucker you in. Don't let him sucker you in. Don't let him suck in you. Don't let him suck. You're not going to flesh out. You're going to worship out. You're not going to flesh out. You're not going to flesh out. You're going to worship out. You're going to worship out. You're not going to flesh out. You're going to consecrate. You're going to fall deeper in love with Jesus. You're going to fall deeper in love with Jesus. The more he puts pressure on you, the more he starts trying to release stuff to tear you up behind where you couldn't see. God said, I got something for you. This is my child. I'm going to fill you with more love, more love, more of my love, more of my intimacy than you've ever had before. Remember, we talked about it on Power Up. If you want to get to the anointing, the glory of God, you start with worship. Worship opens the door to relationship. Relationship creates the atmosphere for intimacy, and intimacy will take you into glory. I hope somebody's writing this stuff down. Don't, don't ask me about it later. Consecration and worship. Why consecration? Because consecration means you're humble. And God will never turn down someone, anyone who comes in humility. Worship. Why worship? Because worship gives, takes you to the glory. The glory covers you like Adam and Eve were covered when the glory of God was their clothing and they didn't know they were naked. So you got to have consecration, humility, and you got to have worship because worship opens the door to relationship which creates the atmosphere for Intimacy, which gives you the explosion of anointing and glory. So he goes to God and he presents. But number two, he says, what shall I do? He asks God, shall I pursue? Now I want you to see this. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. How important consecration and worship is when consecration and worship happens properly you will not act under the very worst circumstances on your own this was the very worst of circumstances I don't have to ask you if I'm gonna go after my family I know what's good for me they belong to me they're my wife my sons my daughters I ain't got to pray about that. Yes, you do. 
Yes, you do. He went to God and he said, the most crazy, absurd question, if you're not in consecration and worship. Shall I pursue? They done stole my wife and my kids, burned my house down, and I'm asking God, what? Shall I pursue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, the question will be, what should I do? And how should I do it? Here's the question. What should I do and how should I do it? You come back and your behind is on fire and you look like everything was going well and all of a sudden, ah! shall I, what should I do, God, and how should I do it? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God said, this is, this is what you should do and this is how you should do it and sent him back to pursue and he got everything back. He got everything back. You will not, you will not, you will not enjoy 2022 as, as a year of release and recovery if you don't do those two things. <sighs> okay. We're going to close it out here because I want us to do communion. This is our first Sunday. You are listening to me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And you don't understand why it is happening. And you've been asking, why me? <sighs> you've been asking, you've been asking, you've been asking. I want you to understand that it has already been determined that the year 2022 is a year of release and recovery for you. All you have to do is stay in consecration and worship, humility and glory. Why humility? Because consecration comes out of humility or humility comes out of consecration and glory comes out of your worship. If you can do that, if you can do that, you're going in, we're going in, we're in December, we're prepping ourselves for the breakout and the breakthrough, we're prepping ourselves. I promise you, you're going to be the talk of your family. You're going to, be the, you're going to have the, the friends questioning you left and right. We know you done left the, this church, our church. Oh, you're going to, oh, I forgot to tell you. You're going to meet some of your old church buddies. And without even trying, they're going to tell you, girl, you're looking good. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to explain it. Go and try to, because, because most of them, most of them don't have a prophetic proclamation on their lives. And many of them are not living lives of worship. And, and the other half are, are too proud 
to be consecrated. It's part of the reason you left them <laughs> and left that church. Woo. Just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I got I ain't saying no more. We're gonna you can hear more later. You're gonna hear more later. Hallelujah. Are you ready for your are you ready for release and recovery? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said the other day, I don't want anything the devil stole from me ten years ago. I don't want I don't I don't want nothing. It's like it's like it's like fussing today for a pair of Nikes that somebody stole from me when I was ten. I don't care if it costs three hundred and fifty dollars back then. It can't fit me now. I don't want him to give me back the Nikes he stole 10 years ago because it don't fit me now. I don't care how much it cost back then. I want today's blessing. I'm going to recover. I'm, re I'm going to recover Satan. I talk to him like this. I walk around this sanctuary and I said, devil, I'm going to recover on your behind. I'm going to recover on your behind. You're going to pay me back. You're going to pay me back a hundredfold of what you stole. You're going to pay me back in today's money, not 10 years ago. You're going to pay me back with today's interest, not 15 years ago. You're going to pay me back with replacing of beauty for ashes, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna become more beautiful. You gotta start talking this stuff. I'm gonna. I'm gonna become more beautiful. I'm gonna become more handsome. I will become more, more emotionally and physically attractive to everyone that sees me because I'm walking in favor. And favor is not fair. And favor doesn't have to be fair. God has chosen me as an undisputed champion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it for today. Father, we're kicking off this December. We're kicking off this proclamation with consecration. Consecration. He said as many as often as we we can do this, celebrating the, the Lord's Supper. Do it in remembrance. Do it in remembrance. You're online. God is speaking to you right now. If you got a moment, God, get you a piece of bread or something. A little piece of bread and a, some non-alcoholic beverage in a cup and consecrate it. We can consecrate that, sanctify it, and then consecrate you. Sanctify that and consecrate it. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you guys. But I know what he stole. Is there anybody that know what he stole? 
You can't recover something that you don't know was stolen. Come on, come on, man. Some of us, we have not been pressing in enough. We have not been, been hungering and thirsting enough so that you don't even know what you lost. The reason you can't recover is because you don't know what was stolen. Oh, God. So somebody might need to ask God. Show me, Father, what was stolen. I've been hard-headed. I, I, I thought I knew everything. I ran on my emotion, and whatever my emotion told me was lost, that's what I, that's what I said. Maybe what you've been thinking was lost was not what really got lost. Let God show you. Let God show you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. If you would stand with me. If you would stand with me. Glory be to God. Get your cups. Get your cups. They're behind you. You picked them up as you came in. If you don't have one, communion cup, would you, would you get one from, from the ushers? Put your finger up or your hand up. <laughs> Not your finger, your hand. And it's, they'll, get, they'll get one for you. You got one, Jordan? Hallelujah. Would you take your covers off so you can get to the bread, the wafer? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not being proudful, prideful, but I can't wait. I can't wait. I need to be able to say, Steph, look at me now. Is there anybody that needs to be able to point a finger at the devil and tell him, look at me now. 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 Go ahead. Look at me. You know what you try to do. You know what you try to do. Uh-huh. I ain't got to go over it. You know what you try to do. But look at me now. Look at me now. Look at me now. Because God said I was an undisputed champion. And now I believe it. And I'm telling you I'm undisputed. And you can't do anything about it, devil. You ain't going to do nothing about it. Because I'm undisputed. He told me I was undisputed. He chose me as a son or daughter. And I'm walking in it. I ain't walking into 2022 with losses. I'm walking into 2022 as a winner. As a victor as an undisputed champion. Lift your wafer up as we celebrate what God did for us. Father, we sanctify ourselves. Go ahead, tell him. I sanctify myself. I consecrate myself. I consecrate. I don't want nothing here that messes me up from what you got coming. Oh, no, 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 no. I've been waiting too long for this. I've been waiting too long. I've been waiting too long. And now we see the devil. He just played his Jack King, Queen King. Now it looks like everything over here is on fire. Looks like everything over here has all been tore up when I thought everything was going good. 
But I thank you, Lord. Go ahead. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you put you're recovering. I thank you, Lord, that I'm 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 recovering. I thank you, Lord, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Father, we consecrate these emblems. We understand that when we celebrate with the wine, the juice in the cup, and the wafer, it's a way to identify with what you did on the cross for us. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me, you said. That I am being crucified so that you could say, I'm crucified. <laughs> I'm dying so that you could say, I'm dying to my old ways. And I'm going to get, I'm coming back from the grave on the third day so that you can declare that you're alive in Christ. I'm alive in Christ. I'm alive in Christ. It's no longer me, but Christ that lives in me. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I love that one. I love it right there. I love it, Jordan. Right, that song right there. Great is your faithfulness. Would you eat with me the wafer that represents his body broken for me and you on the cross? Eat now. that represents his blood that ran down it always brings me to tears when I understand that while he was on the cross and life blood was flowing out of his body he could have just whispered where are you angels come on angels and help me and 10,000 angels would have moved from the unseen realm into the, the physical realm and kill everybody on the planet. But he didn't, Mom. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Woo! Great is your faithfulness. You were faithful to the cross so that I could be faithful to the cause. You were faithful to the cross so that I could be faithful to the cause. The cause of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you celebrate with me the wine? 